We know the industry's heading this way. Get ahead of it. Start collecting your behavioral data. Start collecting first party data. You know, privacy laws are only going to get worse. And then all of a sudden it's these things start to happen and you're just hopefully sitting there, you know, with your fishing net waiting to catch the folks because now it's like, oh, you know, those annoying salespeople were actually right. Today, we're back for another two-for-one special episode here. I've got Bill Connors, he's the CEO, and Woody Clemmer, he's the head of growth for Formotive. Bill, maybe we'll start with you since uh, you're in the captain's chair. Maybe you could just tell us a bit about your background and how it led you to where you are today. And Woody, maybe you can jump in, jump in after that. Awesome. Sure. Yeah, so right out, of, right out of school was at a first round back. Um, software company in the Philadelphia area called Relay Network had spent um, quite a bit of time there from about zero to 10 million of recurring revenue um, in the mobile messaging space, selling primarily to insurance carriers, healthcare payers, cable companies, financial services organizations. We're seeing, we were seeing millions of messages being sent per day to those businesses' customers and were um, Mike Mayock and myself had the entrepreneurial bug and were able to um, see all that information, get a lot of exposure to markets, saw the digital transformation happening, particularly within financial services as customer expectations changed, which led us to nights and weekends start Formotive. Um, Formotive at the highest level is a first party behavioral data platform and product. So we essentially capture all of the digital behavior of users, the keystrokes, the backspaces, the mouse movement, the time spent helping insurance carriers in auto, home, life, um, small business or small commercial, excuse me, um, identify and understand user intent in real time. So certainly I have you know a bunch of follow-up questions on that, but why don't we let uh, Woody share his background as well, and, and then we can continue on. Sure. Thank you again for having us. So I cut my teeth in the tech space, totally unrelated to behavioral analytics or even insurance or anything financial service related. It was in the on-demand space. So I ran a on-demand odd job company, for lack of a better term. And we ended up selling that to a business in Philadelphia and relaunched it as a B2B on-demand staffing company. And um, did that for a few years before I was actually introduced to Bill and Mike in Philadelphia. Maybe this is too too micro, so you can certainly steer it in another question. But because there's less human interaction, companies have been, you know, trying to figure out ways to engage with with customers in new ways and 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 build and maintain relationships. How specifically do you do that? Yeah, we're seeing across our uh, customer base, the carriers going from really product or insurance companies to experience companies, right? And ultimately it's incumbent upon them to provide the best experience to their agents, financial advisors, et cetera, as well as their prospective customers and ultimately policyholders. So what we're doing is, is we're helping them get the most out of those investments that they're making. And Josh, just quickly, it's one thing to just to be able to collect the data. It's another to predict it. It's entirely another thing to be able to do something with it real time. 
what what is the work that has to be done up front in order to eventually sort of you know create these real-time experiences or 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 real-time recommendations yeah first the, the carrier can't be paper-based right that obviously would make it a bit of a challenge we have just javascript snippet that you inject into um, source code or a tag manager that starts to collect this data at scale. We know which behaviors are indicative of certain outcomes. We know what um, a good customer looks like versus a bad customer and able, able to provide that insight in real time to our clients. This is Bill, how Bill and I tend to do this is he comes in with like the professional CEO answer and then I give the little analogy <laughs> Getting spin. We've been we've taken almost four years to perfect this, but think of it like Netflix. If you log into Netflix and Bill and I all do, we're going to see different things. They're going to be subtle changes, but they're going to be tailored to us to try to give us the best experience. We're trying to allow these businesses to do that for their customers online and at scale. How how does this um, you know ultimately translate into an ROI? They're seeing in a number of different areas in life insurance. They're seeing an increase in the ability to capture uh, non-disclosure or anti-selection. So folks who are lying about their medical history, especially in a fluidless environment where carriers are making instant um, decisions. We see improvement in conversion rates in the mid-teens. We see reduction of fraud. Um, you know, a significant amount of reduction of fraud, depending on how you look at it and how you spin it. So that's usually net new two to 5%. Um, so overall, it really, what's really exciting about what we're doing is, is it's kind of agnostic to use case. We've built a technology that captures the data and then you can layer use cases on top of the data, depending on what the carrier enterprise needs. I know you guys aren't necessarily the technologists in the organization, but you know, in terms of, of, of getting something to market and really, you know, what's proprietary to you and, 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 and where the value is added, anything else you can share? Yeah, I mean, we're doing everything in the cloud, right? We're, we're, we have the benefit of not capturing any personal identifiable information, which always helps. We are, of course, using best-in-class tools, some open source tools on how we're collecting, transmitting, analyzing the data in real time. Any have any insights come up that have maybe been like completely counterintuitive, or you guys have been like, "Wow, we really didn't expect this." I'll drive some traffic to our site here. There's a blog somewhere in our blog part of the site. Yeah. Obviously, that says <laughs> we can, can include, you. We can include a link in the uh, include, right. in, in the exactly. post if you share it over. Who's buried in Grant's tomb? Um. So it's in the blog section and it says, can you spot the fraudster? And this was because we had a fun time doing this. There was a genuine user and a fraudster. And if you look at it, you'll likely be like 99% of the people who tried and get it wrong based off of the user behavior. So the eyeball test versus what's really going on or sort of the polygraph test, very, very different. Are there implications in, in what you're doing um and with increased adoption of this technology for how for insurance gets distributed? Not necessarily. Um, insurance is a complicated product, and that's the reason why agents and brokers exist in a lot of cases is because the 
customer could be confused. They they don't understand all the in, the terminology. It's a heavily regulated uh, industry, and it's a it's a big decision for the consumer. So I think in life insurance, the number is less than three percent of life insurance is direct to consumer right now. We wouldn't have a very big business if we just did direct to consumer life insurance as an example. So we're going to continue to target um, and serve the needs of insurance carriers, MGAs, agencies, uh, regardless of distribution channel. One of the business coaches I work with, you know, he's talk, talks about is, you know, as you scale, you need to, you know, be delegating functions, not delegating tasks. So um, I'm curious if maybe you can elaborate on that and again, as CEO. Yeah. I, I mean, I say this all the time. Uh, we win with people. Woody can attest to Woody owns marketing. He drives marketing. He runs marketing. I'm there to facilitate and assist and help him and give him the tools that he needs uh, in order to execute against the goals that he set for the department, as well as the goals that we've set for the company. And I pride myself on making that um, the norm across any of our departments. So I'm guessing that besides the value that it provides to each of your customers individually, this, you know, lake of data that you are accumulating is, you know, got a lot of insights and, and, and other value that can be created from it. So is that work you've started to do or do you, do you anticipate sort of taking advantage of that in new ways? We do. We do. First and foremost, we've got to execute for our clients. We put a lot of that into the R&D category. So as we expand, um, we, you know, for example, we onboarded four cust new customers last week. Right. So tactically, we're we're trying to serve our customers. But over time, uh, and we've already started to see it, the value that the data uh, brings to each and every one of our customers as it continues to grow. So that's something that we're actively focusing on and are going to mine um, over the next six to 12 months. Any, any insights for 2022 or, or beyond that you'd like to share? Yeah, just that we, so we actually yesterday on our LinkedIn posted, I think it was like the top 20 trends for 2022 and as I was reading through it, it's like, this is going to sound very self-serving, but it was like, oh, check, we do that. No, we do that. We do that. I think we were involved in nine of the 20, you know, and some of those that we're not involved in are like blockchain and chat bots and things like that, that we're just, we don't do, but everything as far as personalized user experiences, automated, accelerated underwriting, you know, straight through processing for claims using AI to predict risk and fraud. Like there were just a number of themes that when we look at all the conferences for 2022, it's sort of like a wink, wink, I told you so. Cause we've yeah. been banging the table on this stuff since 2019 saying, we know the industry's heading this way, get ahead of it, start collecting your behavioral data, start collecting first party data. You know, privacy laws are only gonna get worse. And then all of a sudden it's, these things start to happen and you're just hopefully, hopefully sitting there, you know, with your fishing net, salmon net, as we call it, waiting to catch the folks, because now it's like, oh, you know, those annoying salespeople were actually right. Well, I appreciate the time you guys have spent here. Bill Connors, CEO, and Woody Clemmer, head of growth, growth, excuse me, for War Motive. Appreciate having you guys on and uh, best of luck. Thanks a lot.
Thanks, Josh.